The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, STP AM 1500. Oh, hi. This is the place to talk about everything related to the home, buying or selling real estate, financing, and improvements that can help increase your home's value. I'm gonna make this place your home. This is Minnesota Home Talk on Score North. Here's your host, Jason Walgrave. Actually, it's Evan Little, but we do have Jason on the phone. Jason, are you there? Yes, I am here. Happy to be here, guys. Good morning. How are you doing on this fine Saturday? Well, it is a fine Saturday. I feel like winter is here. It definitely has felt a little chilly the last couple of days, but uh, I am uh, I'm very grateful this morning that we've got uh, my good, my very good friend for many many years, Brian Del Terzo, is in studio uh, representing Credit Life. He and is, of course, man, I haven't a great time so far this morning. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. Sorry, you have, you, be, sorry you have to be sorry. You have to be stuck at home calling in on this, Jason. I'm I'm in my office, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. So, um, are you guys going to do the uh, the one chip challenge this morning, or are we going? Because Evan needs a he, he's looking for a rematch. I, I, I am. You know, so, honestly, we should just do that on every show. I think that's our best, <laughs> our best content ever. He said, and "Let's just do it." He said, "As long as he can take a take a chip after lunch, he'll be good to go." It's just. Uh, I think that's the key. I think if you start bringing me a nice catered meal and then we then we end it with the one chip. Challenge. I'm not. I'm not going to touch it. I, I believe Jeremy or, or, or Jared may try that. Uh, as long as they don't, as oh, long as they it, don't hear Evan's story, he might be able to pull that off. Does, does Jared like spicy? Food? Oh, both those guys. That you know, they do the they do the hot sauce challenges and stuff like that on on uh, some of our lives, oh, and have done some fun oh, stuff no. around credit and and seeing who can handle what. But <laughs> if they get to that chip, man, oh. I, that's a, that's a gimmick I, right there. Wow, soak that thing up and then sell that for fifteen twenty bucks. One chip. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm selling for. I know. It's I think nuts. the profit margins are huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying when I was like, "Oh my god, this thing's seventeen ninety nine plus shipping." Yeah. Oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, well, uh, folks, we appreciate you tuning in. However, that is this morning, whether it's on uh, AM fifteen hundred radio or Facebook or YouTube. Of course, we've got a new fancy new uh, podcasting video podcasting studio at Albert Broadcasting. Uh, Evan Little, our producer and insurance expert, the insurance guru with Simplified Insurance Planners. Uh, we got a big show planned this morning. Jason Walgrave here with Walgrave Real Estate Group and the Minnesota Real Estate Team at Remax Event Plus. Mike Overson is on vacation, or actually, I think he's, I think he's attending a wedding oh. somewhere south of the border. So I think he's um, in Cabo he, or yeah. something. I, I know he's somewhere. You know it is Cabo. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere that's not yeah. cold like this. Right. <laughs> I bet that's nice down there. <laughs> And, of course, we've got uh, Brian Del Terzo with Credit Life on. Um, Brian, you and I have been friends for – you have been friends for almost two decades now. Yeah, you realize that? And that's something. It, it's uh, a long time, man. It's, it's, man. I don't, know how, I don't know how that could happen when we're so young. <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> the years. Although, although we've been doing the show for 85 years, we've got <laughs> you know, over 50,000 shows. So, <laughs> uh, we got a big show planned this morning. Uh, we're going to be giving away. So, I suppose we should probably give uh, the text line. Do we want Evan? Do we want to give a different text text number this morning? Yeah. Why don't we do me for the text number? So, uh, text number this morning is seven six three four four three 
7634. One more time, that's 763-443-5664. Since Jason is uh, camping the phone line today, uh, I don't think that we can sneak callers in very easily here. So so that's going to be your way to win. What's our giveaway this morning? Uh, we're going to give away four tickets to the Timberwolves. So we four got uh, four, to the Timberwolves. Four, four, yes, sir. Four tickets to the Timberwolves. They're all four seats are together. Um, and uh, they're really good seats. And so the best real estate questions this morning, that includes um, any and all questions related to credit. And so do you have questions about your credit score, how to improve your credit, um, what credit means as far as financing and insurance and, and all the different, uh, all the other different things that credit is tied into. Brian's going to talk more about that during the show. Uh, anything and everything real estate related, the best real estate or credit question is going to win four tickets to the Timberwolves. You got to text your question in today to win. The text line to the studio is 763-443-5664. Again, the text line is 763-443-5664. Best real estate or credit question this morning is going to win four tickets to the Timberwolves. And uh, they're a lot of fun, great seats. All right, so big show plan this morning. We got, uh, you know, we are we are utilizing technology this morning, folks. Uh, I am calling in remotely. Of course, we've got Brian and, and Evan in studio. We're going to be going over uh, hot listings. We're going to be going over the uh, the most recent market statistics, market updates in the Twin Cities area, and then we're going to dive right into credit. And uh, I've got. I've got a couple things to go over. Brian has literally years of, of knowledge to give, years of knowledge to give. Even though we only have one hour, he's going to be just uh, sharing all that with us. So we've got 10 credit score, truths, and myths that we'll go over. We've got seven ways you're uh, improving your credit and may not even know about it. So uh, we got a lot of good stuff. But, uh, again, phone lines, um, uh, well, text line, rather. Text lines are open. If you'd like to go to Timberwolves game this morning, then uh, text us your real estate or credit question. The text line of the studio is 763-443-5664. Text your real estate and credit questions to win four tickets to a Timberwolves game. Uh, now it's great seats. All four uh, seats are together. And the text line is 763-443-5664. All right, Evan, should we do what should we do? Smoking hot listings? Yeah, why don't we kick things off with the hot listings and that that'll give you a chance to take a little bit of a break here, I think, because I'm taking care of those today, right? Yeah, baby. Let's All do right. it. Gotta click the button for music. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're tuned into the web stream, you can actually see the listings that I'm talking about right up on the screen next to me. We're starting things off. Out in Kokato, Minnesota with 5458 8th Street Southeast. My goodness. It's a beautiful uh, home. We've we've had this one on hot listings the last couple weeks here. Great yard space. Just a beautiful recent renovated home. Check that one out. Next up we've got 27858 Greens Point Road in Red Wing, Minnesota. We've been talking about this one for the last few weeks. It's this amazing kind of private point down by Red Wing on the lake there. It's a fantastic three-story home. 
that has this very unique architectural style. Third floor's got a great view of the lake, and it's on its own little private point. Wow. It's just a crazy good property. Uh, you can find that one uh, listed right now for $2 million. Next up, we've got 6540 Harbor View Circle Northeast in Pryor Lake, Minnesota. This is a townhome right on the harbor. Uh, kind of the everything you could ever want on Lakeshore Living without having to deal with exterior. Um, it's a beautiful property with a nice built-in garage setup. Uh, really great loft and ceilings in the uh, the main living space. Just a great, great, great townhome setup. That one's on the market right now for $7.99. Next, we've got a business opportunity, 39629 State Highway 18 in Aiken, Minnesota. This is um, Docks Harbor. Uh, Jason, can you remind me, it's got like 30-plus RV spots, right? Yeah, it's got 32 RV spots. It has 26 bulk flips. Uh, this property also has the opportunity to expand. You could probably add, <clears throat> boy, I bet you could add another 60 bulk flips. Yeah, it is uh, four acres on the north shores of Malax. It's an exceptional property. It strikes me as a big business opportunity. Great, great view. And, you know, potentially some great revenue generation. That one's listed on the market right now for $2.5 million. Again, that's and I think if you if you ask, oh sorry if you ask Overson, I think he he will attest that uh, Malax has got great fishing. Yeah. So if you're looking for some fishing, that's uh you know supposedly that's true. Overson's kind of the fishing expert of the show, and he's of course off <laughs> on vacation. Maybe he's going to get some fishing done. Uh, <laughs> we've got is this a new construction on one four six four Sumter Avenue in Savage? Looks like a Pebble Creek custom home to be built. Uh, Pebble Creek, of course, makes just beautiful houses. We've got pictures of a previously built here for this listing. Uh, this listing out in Savage is going for just shy of one million nine nine five, and you've got the opportunity to just have a turnkey, ready to go, beautifully built, custom built home by Pebble Creek. Again, that's one four six four Sumter Avenue South in Savage. Uh, we've actually got a couple of these. Uh, there's another one, 14649 Sumter Avenue in Savage. Uh, that's another one that's a to-be-built. That one's just the lot. That one's not already under construction. So the lot is 110. But, again, a great opportunity to get a Pebble Creek Custom Homes build going. Next up, we've got 1680 Sims Court Southeast. This is also a Pebble Creek listing. Uh, I really can't recommend enough that you go and look at the photos that we've got here on these hot listings. These these houses are just fantastic. Uh, really, really great, well-thought-out living spaces. And this one's listed for $850,000. Uh, and we've got another one, 16037 Sims Court Southeast. This one's the lot ready to be built on for 135000 and 16094 Sims Court Southeast. This one's also ready to be built on. It is 165 for the lot. So you can check out all those great listings on minnesotahometalk.com. That's our website. Once again, that's minnesotahometalk.com. And of course, you can always reach out directly to Jason uh, to you know get more information on these or any other properties that you might be looking for. You can set up a custom home search. If this, if none of these fit the bill, don't worry. 
Jason is the kind of guy that's going to get it done for you. So that's minnesotahometalk.com. You can click on the Contact Us tab. And you can also find all of our great partners, including uh, two of the partners that are sitting right here in the studio. we got Credit Life, represented by Brian Del Terzo right over here. <laughs> and, of course, we've got myself. I'm Evan Little with Simplified Insurance Planners. But there's tons of other great resources on minnesotahometalk.com. We've got, of course, Luminate Home Loans. No Mike Roberson today to rep the brand, but Luminate gets things done as far as loans are concerned. We've got Todd Rooker. He's, his show is great. It's on After Hours on the radio station. Todd's quite the character. Uh, Bell Remodeling Roofing, Last Switch, Nepsis Capital Management, Trademark Title, Urban Landworks, Home Inspection, Spare Key, uh, Cinch Home Services, EKJ Appraisals, Trend Home Staging, really just everything that you're going to want as far as real estate, is on the website. So once again, that's minnesotahometalk.com for these listings and all sorts of other great resources. All right, Jason, that's how yeah. listings. Uh, thank you, Evan. You did a great job. I appreciate it. Um, and, and thanks for talking about the website, folks. We've we've built a website that is, is centered around uh, kind of being that one-stop shop for everything to do with real estate. So we've got all of our fantastic partners. Um, it is... You know, if we're missing something, we always say, hey, let us know if we're missing uh, a category and um, and we will go out, we will interview and and, uh, and vet those companies and see if they're, they'd be a good fit, a good match to, to join the, the radio show partnership. So uh, tomorrow, uh, this morning, of course, we got Brian Del Terzo on Credit Life. Brian, uh, get, get your hat on, your Credit Life hat. Yeah, I love yeah. it, man. It looks I good. wore that for the swag also to... To hide my shiny cranium. <laughs> yeah, we both got the same look going on, the bald guy with the beard thing. The difference is that uh, Brian Del Terzo doesn't uh, carry around an extra 100 pounds of weight on him like I do. So. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So, Brian, you guys have, um, man, your company has grown in the last year. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the new services and, and things that you're offering your customers and clients. You know what's really what's really neat about it is that you know we've been trying to find ways to to reach people the the uh, financial financial fitness financial wellness it's such a hot topic right now uh, it's really big uh, way for corporations to stay in touch with their employees and, and help uh, you know relieve some of the burden that people are dealing with on a regular basis with respect to their money and how they manage it and and when COVID hit you know it was we had to we had to make some adjustments real quick to to work away from the office and. But what that also enabled us to do is to reach more people through the social media, through uh, the live streams, through the webinars and workshops and the types of things we were doing in order to provide uh, education to people. And, you know, when I think everybody start, I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't know what Zoom is right now. Uh, so it just it really got more eyeballs on this. And I think the more people that are aware of important uh, financial uh, philosophies, like just something simple, like paying yourself first, I think people don't think about you know getting the money out of sight out of mind so it doesn't end up in your in your in your budget in a way that you spend it frivolously uh, and so I, I think we're reaching a lot more people I think a lot more people are very conscientious about where their money's going especially right now uh, you know with the price of everything kind of going up quite a bit with this inflation people have to be a little more careful about how they spend and it's just super important uh, that you um, that you pay attention to what you're doing with your money because you work hard for it 
and uh, and everybody and everything is trying to take it away from us. If you're on Facebook, don't tell me you haven't seen an ad that just spoke right to you, and you're like, "Holy crap! How they know I need this?" And and so you know we're we're, we're getting hit left and right with with uh, you know offers to, to to take our money away from us, and it's so easy to say yes. Uh, so we're working really hard to empower people to to have that self control, to have their uh, you know their eye on the, the the end game, to be more excited about money in the bank than some of these silly little things that we can buy. Like I love to use the example of a drone because I so badly want a drone. Like I just think, oh, this is so cool. You can fly this thing around. It can film. You can watch your kids. You could spy on what they're doing at the neighbor's house uh, but i'm like am i really you know i know i've done this before i'll get it i'll use it once or twice and then it's just going to sit there and, and and uh on the shelf and so it's it's just it's not really a part of my plan but it's one of those things where if i didn't have the plan i know if i saw it in the store on sale i'd be like oh that's going to save me 50 bucks if i buy it today but really it's going to cost me 150 bucks if i buy it today so you know you got to think about it are you really saving money if you're if you're forced to, to buy something to save it, no, it's not really saving. They work on our <laughs> uh, yeah, primal brain. Yeah, they get right past the gatekeeper into our subconscious, and we're like, ah, I just saved fifty dollars. So I have a I have a text in question here that kind of leads off of that, I think, a little bit, um, which is uh, Tim wants to know what are the best steps that you can take to start establishing your credit as a 16 year old. You got your first car. You're just starting out. What are the best steps that you can take to start building that credit? I feel like my inclination is the first one is don't, you know, spend away all your money foolishly and not have anything to actually use it towards. But You know, that, that that's a very good question. And what did you say his name was? This is Tim. 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 A great question. And, and it sounded like he, he has an auto loan already. You know, I don't, so I don't know if, uh, if he doesn't. I mean, 16 year old auto Yeah, no, probably premature for an auto loan at 16. I don't know. You could have it. But if you don't, I mean, there's a couple things that are important to have to start building your credit, and that's you have to have pieces in place to establish that you know how to use it. But before I'd say, hey, get uh, this type of an installment loan or this type of a credit card, I'd say you first want to put together a plan because what happens to most of us when we get our first credit card is it's an extension of our income. Yep. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, I have a $500 credit card. That means now, I have $500. Now I can finally bank, buy right? the $120 pair of shoes I wanted to get because it's not going to really cost me anything. I'm going to put it on this card and I'm going to pay $20 a month and, and repay it. And at the end of the day, though, your $120 pair of shoes now cost you $220. So exactly it's not, it's not a good financial plan. Yeah, they yeah. give away T-shirts with credit cards back in college. I mean, here's a Frisbee and a credit card. So at the beach while you're drinking sangria. But um, so <laughs> what I would there there are some really cool things if you check out um, Credit Strong, for example. There there is a, that's a bank that will lend you uh, money. They create an installment account out of a savings account that you're going to create. So you don't really have to have credit because they're not going to really give you a thousand dollars. But you take out this uh, Credit Strong loan for a thousand dollars. You make payments towards that over a year or two years, whatever your plan is, and you're getting and that'll report to all three credit bureaus. So right now you're building credit by making that payment. You're, you're training yourself in, in the uh, responsibility of making a payment on time every single month. But at the end of the day, really what you're doing is just putting that money into a savings account with a small premium that they'll charge you. Uh, so you'll get to withdraw all that money at the end of that term. You've now built up some credit by saving money, and you haven't risked any opportunity for going into debt that way. And, you know, I, I think classically uh, a lot of people give the advice, well, you know, you should... Uh, you know, parents should co-sign on a loan with the kid to get the kid's information out there and into the credit system because payment history is obviously one of the important factors to credit, right? Oh, yeah. Is that still a good piece of advice, or would you say that having 
having 16-year-olds sign up for things on their own is the better course of action. You know, if, if you have a parent co-signing on your loan, it's, it's, it's no different, really, than you getting your own loan, except for... If you're having them sign, that means the person that you applied for said, you, you know, there's probably, you know, according to the algorithm, it's not quite, but you're probably going to, you're probably going to default. 16 year old to not default. And they yeah. know. Yeah. So we're, we're expecting you to default. And so basically you're asking mom or dad to say, do you want this loan? Because if you're going to do this for your child, you have to be prepared to pay for it. You, you, and, and it's going to put yourself in a situation where if you're not prepared to pay for it, you're going to create animosity when something goes wrong and they can't pay for it. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I would steer clear of that, and and um, and also when it comes down to, you know, you're probably looking at maybe too much car. That, that happens a lot. You know, you just you're worried about being a status symbol, or you know, having more car than you really need. You can get a car for a couple grand. That's going to get you to and from and finance that on your own. Usually, when you're younger. Also, uh, here I don't have any kids, but I do have one piece of parenting advice that I can reliably give: Don't get your kid a nice car for their first car. <laughs> that is bad. It's very bad. Well, you're, yeah, you're setting the stage for for, for trouble down the line. That you know, that's first day I had my car. Did you I wreck did, it? Uh, Four thousand dollars worth of suspension damage to it. Yeah, <sighs> it's not just anecdotal on me. The about two weeks ago, uh, my car was parked out on the street, and a person out on their first drive. She was fifteen. Knocked my driver's side mirror off. <laughs> and Dad said, you know, as he was giving me their insurance info and all that, and wondering if we can smooth things over. And I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's a driver's side mirror. I'll replace it myself. Yeah. Um, you know, kids freaking out. She's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And Dad's like, oh, she's got twenty thousand to go. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, the first day that my son was driving. He put the car in drive instead of reverse and drove through my neighbor's garage and did twenty thousand dollars. Oh no! Day one, yeah. First car. Don't get your kids a nice. So car. we're getting a practice car then. That's right, like get, a bumper car. Get get something that just it isn't quite at that top. You probably it's pick one up okay. at Elko Speedway that's already broken in real good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dad won't know if you put a dent in it because there's already a handful there. Again, um, <laughs> I have very few pieces of advice for parents. I. You know, props to to both of you. I know you both have have kids across the gambit of age ranges, but I can reliably give that one piece. Uh, of that advice. is that's probably really good advice. And 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 back to Tim's question. You know, that would getting something like that. Uh, TryCreditStrong.com. Getting one of those um, accounts. That's that covers an installment. And if you get into you know what credit's looking for, there's all types of different credit and installment account is one where you've got a specific amount you've borrowed say a thousand dollars and you're repaying back over over a, a spe- pre-specified amount of time then there's revolving accounts like credit cards which more of us are familiar with and uh, and you can you can get like a fingerhood account to get started really easy you, you won't get denied if you, you, know, you apply for one of those you're not going to get great prices you know if you're trying to shop prices it's not the way to go it's about building credit and you're not going to get free shipping t- in two days like Amazon um, but but it's a great starter account that you can cr- increase your credit limit with it. And if you go into again with a plan and a spending plan, and you're just proving uh, to yourself and to the algorithm, I say the algorithm being FICO because they judge us by a score. Yep. Um, that you can make payments on time and that you don't uh, you, you don't over leverage yourself with credit by maxing things out. Uh, you'll be off to a good start building credit. And uh, I know that a lot of the guys on my team have done that with their kids. You know, explain to them here, open this account, open this account. This is how you use it. Like with a credit card, I'd say get the credit card. Maybe you don't pay for Netflix. Think of something you pay for. Maybe a, a Fortnite subscription. Oh, yeah, there you, you put go. that Get on the there. Battle pass on yeah, yeah. Put the Battle Pass on there. Put it on auto pay month over month. Now you're not now the credit card sitting in a drawer. You're not taking it with you at risk of of um, spending it on something frivolously. But 
you're charging something into it every month, repaying it every month, and your credit score is just going to start to build from there. You know, uh, Tim, we're, we're really happy that you texted in. And if you have a question that you want answered on this morning's show, text us, 763-443-5664. We're giving away four Timberwolves tickets. They just beat the Lakers. I, I heard that on the on the sports. Wow. Yeah, they just, I, I mean, uh, I'm, my understanding is that LeBron's out sick, but uh, they just beat the Lakers. So if you want to go That's to the a Timberwolves game, we've got four tickets to give away, 763 763- Four four three five six six four. Text in your question this morning. Anything real estate or credit related. Best question of the morning is going to win those tickets. Jason, do you have anything to add on that one? I do. You know, I think that if, if you think about you know the the classes that that we take in high school and and, and even in college, um, the, there's very little taught about credit and building credit and budgeting and. Um, it, it, and it's so, it's so critical. It's so important. I'll give you a, um, I'll give you a great example of, um, working with Brian and, and, um, I mean, a, a real life close to home example. So my, my, our oldest daughter, Tanium, um, she's a sophomore at the University of St. Thomas. And about a year ago, uh, she's a freshman, of course, at St. Thomas and she's in the dorms and she said, um, um, you know, dad, I don't think I want to be in the dorms more than a year. I said, I'd like to, I'd like to live in a house. And I said, okay, that's a great idea. And she said, well, I think I'd like to go and, you know, get some roommates and, and, um, and live in a house. And I said, great. And she said, will you buy me a house? And I said, no, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will, I will show you how to, and I will, and I will help you get approved for a mortgage. I'll help you build your credit. So I called up Brian and I said, the Thursday, I said, Tay wants to buy a house. What, you know, what, uh, what should we do to, to build up her credit? Cause she didn't have a credit score. She was a year ago. She's only 18. Um, no credit score at all. There wasn't one. And Brian said, okay, here's what you got to do. Um, put a plan together. Tay went out and, and, um, she picked out or she opened th- uh, three credit cards. Now it was easier for her to open up credit cards because she was a full-time student. And so there, there's many of the, the major credit card companies out there will, will have um, a little bit more relaxed qualifications if you're in college. And so she got her three credit cards. Um, she needed to fill up her cards, like 35 bucks. So once a month, um, she would make one small charge to each one of those cards. Um, and within four months, she went from no credit score to a 720 credit score in four months. And, you know, 18, 19 years old, um, we had her do a mortgage application with Mike Overson at Luminate. Uh, and he said, yeah, he goes, I, I, you know, you're pre-qualified for a mortgage as long as, as, um, dad, that would be me <laughs> co-signed because she doesn't have the income, but now she had the credit score. She now qualified for a mortgage, um, with a co-signer and, and she bought and closed on a house in July, this last July. And so, you know, sometimes people ask, well, you know, when, when should I start thinking about credit? Well, you start thinking about it when you're 18 years old. You should start thinking about it yesterday. (laughs) Absolutely. Because everything in, in today's world revolves around credit. Yep. Um, and, and so Brian, tell us a little bit about how your credit score is determined. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, the, the, the basic, um, 
simplest level, you're looking at things like on-time payment history. Everybody knows if you if you miss a payment, um, that's going to negatively impact your credit score. So the, the longer you can make on-time payments, uh, the better for your score. It's showing that you know you you've set an expectation for repaying a debt, and you and you to, and you do it. Um, debt to limit ratios is is probably one of the, the the most important ones because it's the one we have like the most fluctuation on. You know, if you like a, for a Target card, for example, you might have a four hundred dollar limit on a Target card you get, and it's super easy with a family of four to spend that in Target and max it out. Uh, anytime you max out a credit card, it, 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 whatever you have on that statement that you get is going to report to the credit bureaus. One interesting thing about what the credit bureaus store on us is is that they don't know our income. So if you have a maxed out card, they don't know whether you're making $2,000 a month or $10,000 a month. It just looks like, well, why, why are they maxing out this card? They look a little over leveraged and over dependent on credit. So the debt to limit ratios are important. The mix of credit, as I discussed, having like an installment or revolving account or retail account like Fingerhut, having a variety of different credit types uh, is another small factor into the credit score. Uh, you've got length of credit history. So, you know, as a young person getting credit for the first time, you know, she, she only had how many months, a few months under her belt to get to that score, but there's yeah. been no issues along that way. And the long, and it'll take more years to get into that 800, even though you can get to the high 600s, low 700s pretty easily by, by proving yourself and managing credit properly. To get into those 800s, you know, you get, you gotta have more time under your belt. Um, and the thing that I really have to come back to is it is super important to be prepared to have credit when you get it because yes, your scores, your scores are going to go up. You're going to be using it, uh, you know, out the gates. If you can pay attention to utilization and don't overutilize it, uh, it's going to look really good for your credit score, but it's so easy to get carried away. And what happens is people just make mistakes and then, then you end up in a situation when you're your late twenties, you know, you've got all this damaged credit and stuff you're dealing with and, and interest rates are higher now and, and those types of things. So I got a question. This kind of leads back into, you know, we're talking about young people and credit. My inclination, and maybe this is just something that I've made up in my head, but my inclination is that it is easier to start from a point um, like, like Tay did where, you know, there's, there is no existing credit history to build credit from there versus if you have mistakes on your record. If you haven't been thinking about it and have missed payments or have a overutilized line or lines, is it true that it's easier to build credit from tr truly just no credit history existing? Yeah. Um there, there's a sense that that's accurate because there's there's aspects of those the credit profile negatives that would drive your score the other direction. But you you also have different things like that length of credit history to show you have more experience. The, the FICO algorithm and there's others like Vantage, but FICO is the, the the main one that that has been latched on and, and managed to get mainstream. There's it gets way deeper than just the simple things like on time payment history, the length of credit history, all these different little in the pie that you'll see anywhere you search online. It gets a lot deeper than that. So you're going to have this history that also exists that that creates a an underlying support for your credit. And um, but credit, you know, we do credit repair uh, and investigations to help make sure things are accurate. And that aspect of it was important to help balance out the, the steps you're taking to improve and show that you're in a different place now than you were then. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough question. It, it, it is. 
But I'd say, yeah, you can, you can, it just how long is that going to last without the financial discipline, which is why that's so important and why I'm surprised that we don't go over that more in school. I mean, all they taught me when I was in school is how to write a check. They taught us how to spend no the money. Here's how you write a check. Here's how you keep your ledger. <laughs> but, but they didn't teach us about, you know, pay yourself first. I mean, I love, I, I just don't, I don't get it sometimes. You know, I, I agree. It's kind of odd that it's not a subject taught in school, but on the other hand, I, I worry because there's so many conflicting ideas. You know, obviously, you're an expert on credit. I would say I know more than the average layperson about credit, but by no means am I expert. But the things that you'll read on, you know, various sources online or hear people say about credit that are just like, they're not even close to being right, as opposed to, you know, others that, you know, some financial advice, everyone's got a pretty good idea about it, you know. Um, I, I know we've all heard things about like what you can afford and what you can't, and that seems like a totally random idea. But credit seems like one of those things that it's dominated by like urban legend and myth. You know what I mean? Like where people are like, "Oh, well, they just make it up based on your income," and it's like, no, they, that's not even like that's a not, yeah. factor. Yeah, no, that it. Well, you know, part of it is is people just speaking to their own experiences, you know, and there's, we have clients all the time that that are looking at their credit score and they're like, oh, it dropped. And then they're saying, oh, there's a new comment on this, you know, and, and so people attach these, these things that are happening to their credit to something that they perceive is what it is that changed when, when in fact that had nothing to do with it. Cause it's like mysticism of some kind. So, so yeah. And, and so you can have your experience and, and then that's the way you've learned it. You haven't, you haven't done any studying on the subject or been, been involved in credit for, for, thousands and thousands of clients all having different experiences and starting to realize where the real changes and what's happening because you can dig a little deeper into that FICO algorithm based on the way things are impacting your clients. So yeah, it's, it's obviously not intentional. It's just, this is what happened with my credit, so this must be the way. Right, yeah, exactly. I don't think these people are lying. I just yeah. think that, that if you ask people about like, you know, if you just walked up to people on the street and you said, That'd be a fun bit. what are the five yeah. best things I can do to improve my credit? We, we had a couple of our guys going to the mall and doing stuff like that, you know, and so here's an example of, of what, what, uh, what Evan's talking about. Like people think that, that 30% of your credit card is a good spending. I'm like, don't spend over 30% of your credit card. And that's kind of what everybody's always thought. But, but what I believe that came from is because your debt to, to limit ratios that, algorithm with that utilization I'm speaking to, it represents 30% of your score. So they just confused that and decided that 30% was that threshold when in fact keeping your balance less than 10% of the limit is going to be far better than in that 30% range. Here's one that I heard kind of related to that in high school, which was if you, if you have activity on your card but you pay it off to zero, they don't report that to credit mm. bureaus. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And so people feel like they have to carry. And we get that a lot when we're talking about the strategies. They think, oh, but I have to pay interest. Off. Yeah, you got to gotta leave a little bit yeah, on it. And that, yeah, obviously, I don't know, maybe that's a banker put that out there because they make a lot of money. They <laughs> <laughs> make a lot of money on this interest, which is a good a good way to keep us, you know, you keep us in debt. There's a lot of money to be made by keeping us in debt. We work. We have to keep working. We can't, not a whole lot of relaxation. We're good worker bees and we're paying a lot of money up the, up the, up the ladder there. Um well, yeah, I think you bring that's it. That's not true, though. <laughs> you could pay that in full. It's the, it's the balance yeah. that's on your statement that reports to the bureaus. So whatever you see on your statement, that's what's reporting. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point, Brian. I mean, it, I mean, banks are banks are in the business to be profitable. They're in the business to make money. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. But but it's a, you know, we are each of us are responsible for our own credit scores. And so there is 
I want to go over these. I've got 10 credit score truths and myths. And I would, Brian, I'd love to have your, your comments on each one. Um, if you're listening to the show, you'd like to go to Timberwolves game. We got four tickets we're giving away this morning. Four tickets to a Timberwolves uh, game for the best real estate or credit question. The text line, text your real estate questions to 763-443-5664. That's the text line. You can text your real estate or credit questions. Best question this morning is going to win four tickets to a Timberwolves game. They beat the Lakers last night. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. All four tickets are together. If you'd like four tickets to a Timberwolves game, text your real estate or, or credit question to our text line, which is 763-443-5664. The text line, again, to win Timberwolves tickets is 763-443-5664. Okay, 10 credit score truths and myths. Mystical. We're having a mystical morning, Brian. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, number one. Hmm. Credit reports aren't always accurate. <gasps> Am Is I supposed true? to tell you whether it's or true false. or false? True or false, yes, yeah, sir. That, that's that's a truism. Yeah, they're not. So it says here that eighty percent, eighty percent of the time, there's probably some type of inaccuracy in your credit report. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, this. I, I think I just read the other day, as of 2021, they were just talking about like one in one in three people are going to have errors in their credit report. Now, granted, I, I would I would believe a lot of those are going to be with respect to previously known addresses and spellings and things like that as well. But you really do have to monitor it. It's not un, uncommon to see a, a bunch of strange things on a credit report and missing information that could help to um, help your score. Sometimes you, you don't even see the max limit on a credit card; it's just not sticking, it's not reporting, and so you're losing that aspect of utilization. So there's a lot to consider there. Yeah. So there's definitely errors on credit reports. How do you, what's your best advice to monitor your, your credit? What do you, what do you use? Um, we, uh, I like online credit monitoring because it includes um, additional protections against identity theft. There's this so many, Bad actors out there messing around with with things. I mean, I, you might be able to speak to the the whole thing about uh, mortgage notes and stuff that people are doing uh, doing now, or, or you know. So there's just so many scams. Anyway, so online credit monitoring creates protection. A one million dollar policy against identity theft also includes real time monitoring of activities on your on your credit. So if someone, if your credit card's used somewhere in a state that you're not, you don't reside, or even some, you know, oftentimes you'll use it and they'll say, hey, was this you? Kind of a thing. Uh, smartcreditvip.com uh, is one of uh, one of the, the go-tos that we use because it's important that we monitor along with our clients what's happening with their credit as they go through the program. Otherwise, we're just flying blind. We need to know you know how things are going. We need to monitor how they're utilizing their, their credit cards and make sure that they're sticking to the plan. Um, so yeah, online credit monitoring is a great way. You also have the ability to go to annualcreditreport.com and pull your credit report from each of the three bureaus once a year for free. So you could do, you know, every, you know, four months or so, you could go to Equifax, you pull bullet, then another four months, get a free one from Experian, and another four months, get a free one from uh, TransUnion. And that's a way to do it for free and, uh, and at least kind of have some knowledge of what's going on in your credit report. And you can pay a little extra to get it, to get their version of a credit score, most likely a Vantage. But it's still based on, you know, an algorithm that suggests whether you're, uh, Credible or not, you know, and whether you can be trusted or not, as far as how you're, you know, how good you are with your money and where it's going. Yeah, I think I think you just you got to be aware of it. You got to keep an eye on what's going on. You know, things like like maybe you're maybe at your job you were you know you were added as an authorized signer to 
you know, one of the company credit cards or one of the, you know, your employer's personal cards and, and you're now tied to that, to that account, but you're not even aware of it. Um, and so there's, you know, I think the credit monitoring, I, I have it. I, it's, I, I mean, every month I, I pull, I pull the report and take a look at activities. They give me, um, notifications if there's any changes in credit, it increases, decreases in balances. Um, and I have guys, I probably have at least once a year, I've got somebody trying to open up an account, um, in my name, you know, or, or one of my, uh, credit card numbers is, has been compromised and yeah. there's, you know, charges that are going on. And I don't know so, what you which, and Mike are doing. You were talking about that last week and I'm like, I've never had it happen. But then on the other hand, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are a lot more high profile as far as that's concerned. So. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but hey, you got a you got a fancy uh, website with your face on it, and you you, tell, you got your fancy radio show. Yeah, it, it would be good to know if there's a there's a car you don't own on your credit report, you know. So I mean, there's all types of strange, crazy things that can happen, um, you know. And and someone just needs to to know, you know, your name and address, and and get a hold of your social somewhere. So be careful when you're throwing stuff away, shred it. Um, you know, I, we've all heard stories, people digging through trash and all that. They, they, it's a, a real thing. And, it, and it's gotten more, it's gotten worse now because now they, they hack into all these areas and they can, they can get our stuff from the I mean, digital world. They've gotten a little more. The phone scams are just out of oh control. Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I don't want to. It's the IRS calling and they want all our info. Wait, why does the IRS? Why is the IRS info? calling and why do they have yeah. such a thick Indian accent? It's, yeah. it's, it just, there's, <laughs> it's unbelievable and it's really sad. It says that there are cops coming right now. Right now. Right now. That you will be, you will be put into the jail. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, goodness. Folks, if you got questions about real estate or credit, uh, text us your questions this morning. We're giving away four tickets to Tim Rose game. The text line is 763. 763- Four four three five six six four. If you'd like to go to Timberwolves game, four tickets on us. All four seats are together. Great seats. Timberwolves are a lot of fun. If you'd like four tickets to a Timberwolves game, we're giving away one big winner. All four tickets to the best real estate or credit question, and you can text your questions to seven six three four four three five six six four. That is the text line this morning seven six three four four three Five, six, six, four. We're talking about ten credit score truths and myths. The first one was uh, credit reports aren't always accurate. That is true; they are not always accurate. Uh, number two, uh, pulling your credit score will lower it. Oh. Right? Is that true? Well, it depends on how you're getting it pulled, right? Yes. If you're exactly. if you're looking if you're monitoring it yourself, you know, consu- looking at consumer driven scores, it will not impact your credit. Uh, if you are Applying for a loan or, you know, some other, you know, asking for something in return for that for that score, then then that can have an impact on your score. But there's a lot of there's things in place like duo duping. So if you're going shopping for an auto loan and, and they send out a request to seven banks, it's not going to hit you each time. You know, those types of things all happening for one one purpose um, become one hit against your credit score. Same with, you know, home buying. They uh, 
they'll they'll bundle all those types of things and student loan stuff as well. But yeah, generally you don't want to just go out and apply for you know a credit card and and get denied and then apply for another one to get denied. You're just going to keep driving down. Particularly like a little desperate. Them out is going to be really bad, right? Yeah. Like, it, oh yeah. Every month, month and a half. They really so only want you to do like card. two. I think is the the max they want to like before it starts looking negative two two every twelve months two credit pulls. So you know, but when you're starting, oh, really? you're, yeah, when okay. you're starting to build credit though, you got to take some hits. You know, if you don't have any credit at yeah. all. You're, you're pretty safe to go, you know, finger hunting a few select different cards to get these get these things in place. There is a there's a scam I'd warn people against doing. They call it the shopping cart trick that they promote on on some um, some social media groups, where you know you open a bunch of tabs of all these these places where you can apply for credit, and then you just click through and apply, 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 apply. So you do it all at once to try and avoid them knowing that you just applied for someone else. Um, it's still going to hit your credit all that many times, but not while they're approving you. And then what ends up happening is they realize all this happened and they end up shutting down your accounts. Plus, it's fraud. So I don't think starting out, you're building your credit life with fraud is a great way to set the expectation for your life. I'm going to recommend against that. Yeah. So professional recommendation is don't commit fraud. Bad karma. It's bad karma. Just like, you know, I mean, so and just the same way as, you know, not paying your debt. If you believe in karma, that type of thing is is something you really need to be consider consider when you're, you know, when you're promising someone to repay their money. Just like if you're going to borrow money from a friend, your mom or your dad. Uh, you know, it's the same when you borrow from the bank. So when you when you apply for, let's say, a, like a car loan or an auto loan, what, what's the is it two weeks where if they or what's the time frame where you go to a dealership and the dealership, you know, let, let's see what we can get you for a car loan. Um, and they, you know, they send it out to six or seven different banks Is there. Can they do that for like a week or two weeks? Yeah, or what's it's the time? it's it's like a thirty thirty day window of doing all that shopping, and then um, okay. you know if you end up if you end up spilling into over another month or something like in retroact, then it's a forty five day cycle that they kind of merge it all into. But while it's happening, um, and how those are triggered in the thirty days, that that's all considered one, and then it it later on gets consolidated if it moves into like forty five days. I think is the max. So you kind of want to you know know what you're doing, put just and prepare. For applying before applying really is the best thing to do, and you can do that through online credit monitoring and see how things look. If you do online credit monitoring and you see you have a 550 credit score, don't go try and buy the car. You're going to have to, you know, do something. And obviously, sometimes you really just need the car, right? And and that's when you maybe have to make a sacrifice and get a really cheap car that you maybe don't have to finance. Um, uh, and just just to get you just while you work on things, because I can tell you, getting a twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollar car loan with bad credit at eighteen to twenty percent interest, it's it's not really it's not a very smart financial move, you know. No, no, that's a tough deal. So number two on our list, pulling your credit um, uh, will oh, yes. or your scoring. And so what Brian's talking about is the softball. Uh, is when you it's done by yourself. Uh, that does not affect your score. A hard inquiry is, is is from a lender. So whether that's a car loan or a credit card company or uh, a mortgage, um, or you're you're at uh, you're at Target and they want you to get the red card and you'll save ten oh, percent yeah. at the register, right? So they, yeah, they ask you things. that all the time. We were at the home store last night. Uh, what do they call it? <laughs> uh, my home or get home or then what the big store down there in Burnsville? Um, but they're like, hey, do you want to save? Yeah, is it just home? <laughs> But it's like, hey, do you want to save twenty percent on your purchase today and get a card? I mean, that's what they're 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 going to always do, and uh, so you got to be. And if that's if you don't have a plan, then you probably you know you might just apply. You know, and, and you want to kind of make sure that you have a plan in place so that you know whether that's a good decision or not. Yes, absolutely. Do do the research and get educated, folks. If you'd like to go to Timberwolves game this morning, 
We're giving away four tickets for the best. I, I think Tim's hoping right? no one else texts in. Tim's like, ah, ha, ha, no, he don't send a text. He's, he's, he's saying, oh, they're mine, they're all mine. <laughs> Actually, we've got like another text question right now, so read off that text. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 my number, 763-443-5664. Text in your questions, win those Timberwolves tickets. That's 763-443-5664. Oh, another one just rolled in. Oh, Tim's got some competition. <laughs> Best question of the morning wins those Timberwolves tickets. All right, so let me read through this real quick because they sent me a full paragraph here. Okay, Uh, so they're asking, what are the impacts to credit scores when shopping for, like, mortgages? Uh, Seems intimidating. In shopping for a mortgage, how many different lenders can I check with on rates before my credit score starts to get dinged? Or how many different places should I be looking how much time, we, we kind of answered the how much time portion. We got 30 days, yeah. the 45-day look back. Yep. But like, is there, you know, you go, you go to your, your bank that you do your checking account with, your Wells Fargo, your U.S. bank, you apply there. You, you, you apply with Luminate Home Loans because you know that Mike Overson is actually the best in the business. Maybe you apply somewhere else, a friend of yours is a mortgage broker. How many people should you be applying with before you start worrying well, you know, I applied it, you know, five different banks, seven different banks. Yeah. Well, from a credit standpoint, that, that really doesn't matter as long as you're, you're, you've got that window that you're, that you're looking in. But I think maybe Jason might have some, some more thoughts on that because I, I believe most lenders really try to be competitive. So how does that, how, how, how does that work? Does it make a whole lot of sense? And, and what is the downfall of using something like some of those online brokerages that are just, you know, you're just a number in there? Well, I, I think that there is similar to the, the auto loan industry that there's a window of time when you yes can, yeah you can apply it you know different but does it make sense to be going all over like do, i mean mm-hmm. i guess some have have some higher charges to get the mortgage than others maybe so you want to kind of look at you know what their fees are is that what people would be i, I possibly i think it's most important to find a mortgage person that has a great reputation um that's that's got a ton of experience in the team um that that has his back to make sure the loans get closed and closed on time. And so, you know, Mike, for example, we all know Mike is one of the best in the business, his team, you know, it's Mike and his team. I mean, they, they are best in the business. And so um, their rates are super competitive. Uh, if, if you're a, if you're a rate shopper, um, I would caution you at if your only goal is to get the absolute lowest rate rate, there's going to be, there's going to be conditions of that. Right. And so you'll see, You'll see advertisements where you know it's a quarter point or a half point lower than than what you thought it was, and then you're like, well, "What the heck?" You know that's the rate I want. But when you look closer, maybe it means you got to put a lot more cash down, or yeah. you have to have a a really high credit score, or, or you have to you have to, or both, or you have to buy points, meaning you have more closing costs. So you know, it, it, I think that if you're going to be um, comparing or shopping around, just make sure that you're you're comparing apples to apples, and 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 make sure that you're you know, you're looking at the same uh, the same services and the same rates across the board. So it's a great I, you question. Know, I I have another piece to that too that I just want to point out that which which is the the invisible value to this stuff. It's not the credit portion. It's not the rates portion. It's the fact that when you work with someone local like Mike, you know, you work with Mike Overson versus working with a national call center, they're going to be able to educate you on this stuff. Because if it's your first time buying a house in particular, but even, you know, 
the average person what is going to buy three houses in their entire life, maybe four. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not something that happens a ton. Um, whereas with you know you and Mike and stuff have dealt with hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of real estate transactions. So you're going to know all the ins and outs, and you're going to be able to point out to people. These are the things that we see in this market. These are the things that are valuable to know. And these are the steps that are going to happen. Those aren't mm-hmm. really things that I see happening. You know, I, I work with clients who have, you know, uh, gotten a loan through through a Wells Fargo, through Quicken Mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's like even if they're happy with their experience, they're not getting any of that Q&A type thing. What are the things right. I need to be looking for in Minnesota? The guy on the phone is not going to be able to help you with that. Whereas with Mike, I know that's a huge portion of the reason that people like going with him. You know, I've sent many people to Mike at this point that are blown away at what he can relay as far as information about here are the things you should be looking at, here are the things you should be doing beyond just, hey, here's your rate, Yeah. here's your here's what you're pre-approved yeah. for, go find a house. Like, that is not the actual good customer experience. No, it's not. And, and, and the question is, is do you really want to work with call center Jimmy at Hope it closes mortgages? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't, and, and, you know, and I, I, I'm kidding, but, but on the same token, I, I would say right now one in four. So 25% of the, of the transactions uh, that we're winning in multiple offers or just, it doesn't even have to be multiple offers, but 25% of the deals that my team is winning for our buyers. One of the main reasons we're winning that deal is because Mike Overson and his team are the mortgage company. And so the, you know, the listing agent on the other side of the transaction, they know Mike, they know his team, they know that, that they are going to not only get the mortgage done, but they're going to get it done on time. So, you know, reputation is massively important, especially in a market where you've got a ton of multiple offers and you got low inventory and you've got, it's highly competitive. And so it is, um, it's so important to have, to have that, that great reputation in the mortgage and in real estate world. All right. I got another text in question here. If you want to win four Timberwolves tickets, the best question of the morning is getting those text your question in to 763-443-5664. Text in your question and do me a favor, text in your name with your question too, because otherwise I have to ask you what your name is. Um, we've got another one here from uh, Quinn. Quinn wants to know, what are these Experian Credit Boost commercials all about? As someone who's worked really hard to get cre- get great credit, these commercials are actually kind of irritating. <laughs> uh, is, is this a product that's worth looking at? Is it just you know a bunch of hooey where they're trying to make extra money? Brian, you're going to be yeah, able to I mean, shed some light on this. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was clever by, by Experian to get to get their name out there. I, I, if you don't know when you're applying for some important things like a like a mortgage, they're looking at uh, a, all three of your credit bureaus and, and picking your mid score. So not not an average of your scores, but the middle middle scores. You might have a a 750, a 720, and a 730. Your score is going to be a 730 for that mortgage. So if Experian is not the mid score, doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it's only helping Experian when it comes to that. For me, I also don't really like the idea of, of providing all that much more information to companies that make money off of our data. That's all they do. So, so it's also clever mm-hmm. on that standpoint because now they not only get 
you know, your name and, and, uh, and your social and, and where you've lived all your life and all the cards you've had and uh, yeah, all, all of this, all the everything info. really. Uh, to, to, then they're on top of that, you're going to say, okay, and here's my checking account number and here's who, who my utility comes from. And, and, and here's uh, the web subscriptions that I've had. Uh, I, I'll yeah. be real. I did sign up for Experian Credit Boost because I was curious about yeah. it. And yeah, it asks about things like, oh yeah, what are some of the services you use, like Netflix and things like that? And it's kind of, kind of jarring and kind of yeah. wild. Yeah, you're worth a lot more to them now because they have that much more data, and they they sell that data, and and people know, I guess maybe how to how to sell you more stuff. It's so a, it's a double yeah, I, win for them too. Because I'm not a big fan of it. There. We don't promote it at Credit Life. I don't think it's it's an an, an, an ideal thing. If it, if it was something that all the credit bureaus were starting to let us like include. You know, what's one of those important things they always talk about? Well, I mean, I think people talk about why can't my, my utility bill be on my credit report, you know? So, I mean, if I guess if they all agreed to put some of those things in there, it, uh, it might be a different story. But with it just being Experian... Truthfully, um, they could just mo- modify the FICO algorithm in order to in- incorporate those things. You know, all of them could get together and agree... Here are the changes we're making. I mean, and you'd need to have that stuff then reported by the utilities and, yep. and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's probably an aspect of that that would drive people crazy because we all want a little bit of privacy. And some people don't want their data out there. And if they don't have a credit card, they know that the bureaus aren't going to be involved in their life too much. you know. And, and they, live, they live by cash and, and don't worry about their credit or, or they're older and don't have a need for credit at that point. All right. I want to hit this one last text question because we're coming up on the end of the show here. Uh, we've got uh, Eric is asking... I've got two children. Are there ways to protect my kids' credit, or is there little risk because they're kids and don't really have a credit score yet? No, that's a, that, that's a great question because they they still have a social security number, so they that that is an issue. And and a lot of these online credit monitoring platforms will let you um, add add your child's name and social to protect them, just like you can add email addresses in there to make sure email address doesn't doesn't um, isn't isn't compromised where people are spamming. Uh, other people with your email address. So yeah, there's there's ways through the online credit monitoring that I'm aware of where you can plug them in to know if there's any activity on their social security card before there should be. All right, so Brian, if people want to get in touch directly with you because they've got questions about this or anything else, where are they going to go to do that? Yeah, well, I mean, for for our company, Credilife, it's credilife.com. That's C-R-E-D-I-L-I-F-E.com. Uh, the main toll-free number to call our offices is 800 800- Five seven six four eight nine zero. That's eight hundred five seven six four eight nine zero. And if you want to cl- connect with me directly, you can check me out at BrianD360.com. That's just my first name, Brian B R I A N D as in David. 360.com and uh, we'd love to help you with any of your questions and uh, get you on the road to success well you've done it again you've listened to another episode of minnesota home talk here on 1500 and streaming online jason i'm going to close things out because we've got about 15 seconds if you want to get in touch with any of us minnesotahometalk.com again that's minnesotahometalk.com have a great week everybody expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500.